I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of our Private Moments. It's now short and sweet episodes where we round up all of our favorite guests and all of our favorite moments and different things. This is a little private moment for you. I hope you enjoy it. So it only took me three or four months to save for the guitar. But the supermarket job came with a discount card. And my mum mm. was like obsessed with the discount card. That's why she wanted you to get that Absolutely job, yeah. right. <laughs> and then I got offered, uh, my girlfriend's parents were from the same hometown and mm. her parents ran the record store in town. Um, they owned it. And um, every teenager in town was handing in their CV every weekend going, you know, if you just, if you ever need anyone. And they couldn't, they literally, record stores even what, 12 years ago? I don't know, how long was it? Longer than that. 13, 14. 15 years 15. ago, let's say that. Um, they, record stores even then were sort of struggling. So yeah. they were this tiny little record store in town who as a family, so Lucy worked in there with her parents. That was the, they were the people who worked in there. Um, they couldn't afford to like employ someone else. But I, I sat on the till at that supermarket and I sulked so hard that one day um, her dad came in and said, James, we reckon we need one more person if you'd be up for it. And I was just like... So he sensed your sulk. I, I you say he sensed it. I think I hammed it up so intensely. Uh, and I'm very grateful to this day because my point is, after all this chat, my point is that working in that record store and I was actually there the day it closed down and I closed it down with them and everything. It was very sad because record stores around 2006, 7, 8, coincide when you started working They there. started yeah. to fall apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. one year. Yeah, one year I got to work there. I got to work there for the last year of its existence. And I was there for the closing down sale and sort of taking the place apart, which was very sad, but that mm. was one of the best and happiest times of my life. Working in a record store, people coming in. Wow. Oh, I want to I I hear like this thing or that thing. And I, I was going through all the records, obsessed. I, was, I, loved, I used to love the sleeve notes in records yeah, and like yeah, all the yeah, different yeah. things. That, I was obsessed with all of that. So, What were a, you obsessed with? Are you obsessed with the music or the style? The music, of, definitely. Or, or the what? Or, or the kind of like, what, what is that? What's the great movie with, um, come on, we all know it. Um, um, Jack Black's in it. Uh, Jack Black is in it. And John Cusack's John in Cusack's it. John Cusack's in it. And it's and called... And the name hey. is... What? High Fidelity. High Fidelity. It. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a similar vibe. Yeah. That, the experience that you sort of feel off that movie, working in a record shop, was sort of similar. Although I was working with my girlfriend's parents, so it wasn't quite the ha- same yeah, but, dude, but there's something amazing about re- record stores where they were. I'm in Notting Hill, and you still have some record stores. And it's You're the, in the movie. Yeah, yeah I, I'm so in Notting Hill. Like- yeah. I was in Notting Hill. <laughs> you were the baby. Are you yeah. Reese yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's looking at me like you, actually. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But there's something amazing about people who come into those stores because it's like they're, they're, it's like such a collected different it's type. A, so it's, these different people coming in. I'm trying to imagine. Going like, different I've, been, I've been to Hitchin. Right. Um, I'm trying to imagine the average record store goer there. What are they in there for? What oh, you doing good question. Hitchin? Is it quite an eclectic mix? Or I do it... want to know what he was doing in Hitchin. Yeah, what are you doing in Hitchin? Don't ask questions. <laughs> you don't want to know. Eclectic mix of people. I was selling gin. <laughs> sure. All right. Yeah. There's a lot of... I also yeah. worked on the market. A lot of... And I got bones to be <laughs> <laughs> That was our, that was our, you that was took our my spot. job. <laughs> Were you the old kids? You Did you not get a bonus either? <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what, eclectic mix, definitely an eclectic mm. mix. I actually remember there was a, so there was a lot of sort of late to sort of middle-aged to sort of 
early 60s sort of men in sort of leather jackets obsessed with metal, mm-hmm. like metal music. Good on them. You know, they loved all the mad metal music. Um, uh, and then there was a lot, you know what? It was the last time, if we even remember this, because maybe it was a sort of fleeting moment, but I don't think it was. I think it's happened in pop for a long time. We're just, us lot are like the last generation mm. that really had any idea, I think, about a record store in any kind of mainstream. Now mm. you've got to go seek them out and you've got to be really into it. And that's a very small sort of collection of, of people in society, mm. if they're our age or younger or old or whatever. But um, it was the last time that like either Jules Holland or like Top of the Pops was just about still going. Mm. Whatever was on TV the night before or on the radio in, in the week leading up, you they, they ran in on a Friday or a Saturday morning mm. when everyone's obviously not at work. Like, I've just seen this thing on Jules Holland. I've just seen this thing on TV on, on whatever late night talk show, Graham Norton, J- Jonathan Ross, whatever. And they all wanted, like, I remember Duffy. Do you remember Duffy? Yes. Like that, that, and obviously the Amy Winehouse album, um, Back to Black and like stuff like that. Get, that was the vibe. There was a lot of people coming getting, in that. Getting that, that CD like back in the day and just getting it back home. It's and, like, you couldn't, un- you couldn't it unwrap it quick enough. And, and, you know, and I would just have it on repeat. Absolutely, it was, absolutely. It was your little Discman, that, that we, like yeah. Walkman we, thing. We, that we had were saying the, like, this before, the emotional connection that you have to that album is, was so much stronger because you just listen to it so much and you follow the whole journey. And you Whereas also, a lot of the times now, it's like you just listen here and there. and like, you, You're scrolling through, the internet is in your palm of your hand and you're scrolling through and you can click, click. To, to In a couple of clicks, you can go so far from the thing you mm. started with. Whereas with a record, I guess a CD or whatever it may be, or vinyl, or whatever, as a, as kids, like it was the next thing after unwrapping toys at Christmas at your birthday or when your mum bought you one mm. from the shop, sort of thing. You unwrap that physical thing, that physical experience, and this is you're just obsessed with that. And you know, other things around it aren't going to sort of sidetrack you in the same way. Mm. So that was the sort of the beauty of that. I remember that, and it's interesting. Like there are some what are they now Gen Z is the next one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we don't know. It's going to sound is really, it, really. Yeah. What I don't is care. It? What is it? Gen Z. I think that I, I actually don't know either. Is After it, us, what are Gen, we millennial? Are we millennial? Right. I always get confused with this. I don't know. That's we, a way to sort of keep yes. making yourself seem a little Gen Z. Yeah, you just yeah, say, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm I don't somewhere know. Between whatever. Them. I'm just in between. I'm just, We're all the same. You're one of the baby boomers. But there's a there's a there's a few. I don't know. I'm trying to categorize us. Let's be. There's a few. Who feel like they're sort of the next generation after us who are still sort of into, but it's still, I guess, like a few. I feel like you can still go into what, like Urban Outfitters and there's like a whole bunch of records. And yeah. I kind of like that. Mm. Anyway, but that, that record store stuff. was the one of the best experiences of my life. Working in there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Going in, I worked in sometime in the week after school and then on a Saturday, sometimes on a Sunday. It was unbelievable. And it was just because it was, it was me, you know, being, feeling so, so, so connected to music. Yeah. Playing guitar in were my you, room. Were you making music? Yeah, point? I was making music. I was uh, in my little town there. We, we were in different bands, me and my brother and, and Tom, who uh, was a bass player and sometimes a guitar player. He's still the bass player in my band now. Amazing. I've known Tom since I was three. We learned to play guitar together when we were like 11. And we've always been into the sort of the same stuff. And, um, we had a, a great 
I always think it does sort of coincide slightly with the generation that we were. Um, we had a great uh, environment sort of um, community uh, as creative kids playing music in a small town that had one venue and a bunch of pubs with like a room that you could sort of play in. You know, mm. pubs, yeah. people go see bands in pubs. But I talk about my generation in that respect because it feels like we were the last uh, before uh, Be- smartphones and everything. Before everything exploded. Like, yeah, like I yeah. do, I, I, there were definitely a sort of handful of friends who were like had this iPhone thing or had an iPod. Yeah. Okay, what's that? Wow, you can have loads and loads of music or whatever. But it's when we were like seven, 17, 16, 17, right? Yeah. Like not before then. Yeah, not before then. And so, mm. but from the age of 12, I was doing, between 12 and 14, I started to play in pubs. Okay. Like by 14, my brother, who's only a year older than, uh, what was he, 18 months older than me? Something like that. He's only a little bit older. And he was the lead singer in the band. And he, for whatever reason, had the confidence as we sort of roll around town in the afternoon to sort of walk into a pub and go, do you want some music? <laughs> you should be asked to play. Do, you should do, be like invited and booked. So they all like put their pints down and everyone just goes quiet and you're like, oh. oh my kind God. of like in uh, well, American Wealth in London, <laughs> almost. Um, yeah, he'd just be like, like he, he went and got the gigs and then uh, I guess that inspired us to sort of do the same thing and then we were eventually we were doing it together but like that was also a very happy time I've got to say like that my experience of doing that in my little hometown which of which there was only about 30,000 people in it just sort of about an hour from London so at that age not close enough to London to sort of get to London yeah. easily because um, train was expensive and all of that but um, we, we had a great time doing that. And, and as far as like happiest times in my life of music, like I, I was about three or four, four or five years into playing the guitar. We started playing as a band. We were the only band of all the bands going on in schools. We were the only ones sort of daring to do original songs, which were terrible, but that didn't matter. It was what, exciting. What kind to of songs were we, what were the titles? Under the Streetlights. Yeah, there we go. That was a big tune. <laughs> that um, was big. High Time. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, nobody That's was a bit actually, more upbeat. No one was, it, it, absolutely. Yeah, there we go. No one was like getting high. Well, not that high. <laughs> did, you, did you try and push your own records in the store when people came and you're like, I know you're coming for Pink Floyd, uh, we, but have right, you heard? So, so the, I can't remember. Have you heard we, this uh, brand new? I can't, so again, like specific sort of generation and everything. We had like a MySpace. Yeah, you oh kind of couldn't you couldn't push that in the record. MySpace was hilarious, but most people were like, "What's a MySpace?" Mo- uh, at the time, most people coming in to buy records were like, "Sorry, you, you'd fill, we didn't have a CD." I, I, I listed fifty bands. That's like because I wanted everyone to know just how much I love. Absolutely I right. Was like, I'm 50. so yeah, I'm so into music. <laughs> I want to cover every band so that someone could go, "Oh, what you don't like that?" I'm like, "No, I've got no, it." Yeah. It's, it's on my it's MySpace. Read, have you seen my MySpace? Read my bio, mate. <laughs> read my bio. You had fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You literally list everything. You want to fucking seem cool as hell. <laughs> Absolutely right. But we we. Uh, we, it was a good, it was a good sort of time, but there was a week, I remember a week and again, like respect to my, my parents in, 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 in this way, because there was a week when, uh, we had a gig every night. What? We had a gig every single, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we had, in we had a gig every night in Hitchin. But so, how old are you? 14, 15? Yeah. By that time we were probably 16. Uh, That's mad. So it was like crunch time GCSEs, yeah, no big. interest. <laughs> yeah, no way. We've got seven gigs this week. Yeah, yeah, come on. Don't even think about but it. You know what we sorry, might- Sorry, I'm touring <laughs> Hitchin. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. My mum was cool though. She would be she like- a tour bus to my <laughs> Just my dad's car. <laughs> just, two, just two dad's cars, because one dad's car was not enough seat. Just rolling up to the pub in Hitchin. We're fucking here. Yeah. Oh, well, the, the, we uh, as, far as, as far as like a tour experience, like there was, there was none of that. No, but like, it was like hitching, going to Stevenage for a couple of nights. Damn straight. Next door. You know what I mean? We, go, right. we got a show in Luton. Watch that out. was big. That was, we went to St. Albans. It was wild, wild times. But like, that, did, you, did you play under the lights there? Oh yeah. Absolutely. In all of those rooms. My, that, the, under the, the street the, lights. The, the, so. yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Pick it up. <laughs> My MySpace is Can up we just do that again? Yours is not. Can we edit? Can <laughs> so we just do that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Under the streetlights there, right? 
<laughs> no, keep, keep it all. Keep it all. Don't let him get away with it. Um, we under the street. I, I don't think it was. Nailed it. I, 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 we. I remember my mum was just being like, like, what time? Basically, what time am I doing dinner? If you've got, like, she was supportive. Yeah. She, you know, she was supportive of the fact that we had all those shows. She was like, so she, she was, was the manager, mum, man. She was her, her respect to her for sort of going <laughs> very mum stuff. This, but like, let me make sure you've eaten. Yeah, let me make sure you, you've eaten at like what four. Like we get home at 3.30 from school. I eat at 4.30. Then we got to get on the road. Good times. Did you always say uh, get on the road as well? Literally, <laughs> said, literally never. But that, <laughs> That's insane though. That, but because to have like liberal parents like that, that's, that's like unique, I would say. It felt, you know, for me, uh, learning to play guitar and, and, and I dived into that. I did a couple of lessons, but really my experience was putting records on and, and, and listening and picking it all up sort of by ear and like, Again, like three or four years into me learning to play the guitar, YouTube arrived. So I had a few years where I wasn't watching anything to learn. But then when YouTube arrived, I could like, you know, rewind it really easily and watch mm. someone playing guitar again and like watch what their fingers are doing and copy that. So that was a big thing. But my, my parents, I was all in my room doing all that, door shut, amp turned up. And lots of other guys at school, kids at school who's, who, who were trying to play the guitar, some of them had parents who were like, oh, you want to play guitar? Okay, you got to practice all the time. You're practicing now? Keep going. You've got to do it. Keep going. Push, push, push. Very intense from the parents there. Mm. So other people's parents were saying, play guitar for a living. Mm. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not going to get you anything. You need to focus on maths and science. And like some kids that works, but for some creative kids, pushing maths and science on them can be... Mm. Or, or whatever. That's just sort of one example. Mm. My parents sort of operated in the middle and just said, you know, if you if you love it, follow it. See what happens. Yeah, but that's fucking wicked though. I love that. It was good. It's uh, such well, a great way to be. But I guess... Because parents, it's hard, right? Because I know your dad at the moment, we're yeah. going to talk about that. You, you, you want the best for your kids, right? And yeah. so, and, and also... She's nine months old. She's trying to roll yeah. under the chair all the time. And I'm saying, listen, if you want to Pick roll under the, the chair... Pick up the guitar. Yeah. You Pick got up to, the guitar. You've got to get a job at the market. <laughs> now, my, I, I will say my parents, like, you know, there's, 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 there's parents who thought it was unrealistic and there's parents who, who were too intense about it to, to friends of mine. Um, but while my parents sort of gave me all the sort of free reign to explore playing music um, in, in any way that I sort of wanted to, they also, as far as like, okay, what, so you want to make a living out of this one day? They kind of would say, that's not going to come immediately. So like the supermarket or whatever the job might be, you're going to have to do that at the same time. Remember guys, thank you so much for listening. Our private moments are out every week on Monday so you can get your little fix of private parts at the start of your week. And if you want more, you can go back and listen to the full episode, which we will link in the bios. Just go and click that. And we'll see you on Monday for another one of our private moments. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. 
So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.